Now that Kai and Rowan had realised what Captain Halfbeard and his men were up to, that they were stealing the necklaces from the Mer people so they could swim like fish themselves. Kai and Rowan had a decision to make. Should they take the Galley Girl's ship and return it to them and try and find Sophia? Or should they stay? Should they try and help these Mer people? Should they try and find the key to their dungeon and try and find out what they've done with all of their shells? What should we do, said Kai. We could go now. The boat's there. We could go and try and find Devin and try and find Captain Seamus and tell them we have an escape route. But what about the Mer people, said Rowan? They're all down there in the dungeon. And now we know what Captain Halfbeard's doing and why. We could stop it. We could free them. You know that's what Sophia would want, don't you, said Rowan. I do, said Kai, but I care about my friends so much. Do you remember, said Rowan, when she fell through that trap door in the water, she said that the mer people helped her and she could breathe underwater. Do you remember, he said. I'm sure they've helped her again. In any case, there's very little we can do now. There is lots of people that need our help, he said, looking into Kai's eyes. And they are down there in the dungeon. If we walk away, we will carry that guilt with us forever. But if I never see Sophia again, said Kai, then I will carry that also. So we're in an impossible decision, said Rowan. What shall we do? Let's go and talk to Devin and Captain Seamus, said Kai. Maybe they have some wise words. We haven't checked in with them since we got here. Okay, said Rowan, okay. So they went down to the docks, the area where they knew they were both working, and they inquired after them. Excuse me, said Kai. Is Devin or Captain Seamus here? No, said the person in charge, and he shook his head. Have you seen them, he said. No, said the grumpy man again. Hmm, said Rowan, I wonder what's happened. Just as they were walking away, a grubby pirate child came up beside them. Between you and me, he said, I heard they escaped. Escaped to where, said Rowan. They found Captain Seamus's boat. They escaped in the night. Captain Seamus, Captain Devon and a few others. I heard them talking, say that they were going to get a new pirate force together. Join forces, be one team. I didn't say much to no one. I don't like to see anyone walk the plank. So, if anyone asks, you heard nothing from me, said the child, and they walked away. I can't believe it, said Kai. Captain Seamus and Captain Devon left us. They just went. Well, said Rowan, you do remember that they said a pirate is never true to their word. And they promised us nothing. Still... It left Kai with an uneasy feeling. He thought they were his friends. Look, said Rowan, there's no point bothering or worrying about them. They're long gone. It's these people I want to help. The ones in the dungeon. I can't bear the thought of it. What I think we need to do is find a way to tame that parrot. If that parrot is taken out of the picture, then we can freely go and snoop for clues in Captain Halfbeard's cabin. But with that parrot there, we've got no chance. Well, you're the one who knows about birds, said Kai. What do you suggest? Rowan thought for a moment. Well, I have a few ideas, he said. There is plenty of snacks we can have that a parrot might enjoy to keep it busy. But I think our best bet is to make the parrot seem unreliable. How do we do that, said Kai. Well, said Rowan, I've been thinking. If we can get the parrot to scream intruder, intruder, intruder many times and get the guards to run in and see that the room is empty... Eventually, they'll start ignoring the parrot. And then, when they've completely given up on it, we might have a chance. 
It seems like a very risky plan, said Guy. Do you have any better suggestions, said Rowan. The boys had noticed some other children playing with pea shooters on the deck. If we had one of them, we could shoot bits of seaweed or paper into the room and it would knock against things and startle the parrot. So they went and asked the children where they had got them and the children showed them how they had made them by drying big kelp tubes in the sun. Kai and Rowan did the same and eventually the tubes that they had cut hardened and were ready to be used. At this point, they climbed down into the secret passageway. The parrot was asleep and they had little balled up pieces of paper that they stuffed into the end of the pea shooter. Luckily for Kai and Rowan, just where they lifted the hatch, right in front of them, was where Captain Halfbeard kept his rum glasses. So, when the parrot was sleeping, they lifted up the hatch just a touch. They aimed their pea shooters and they shot some paper towards the little glasses that were lined up. Ching, ching, ching! The parrot startled to attention. Intruders! 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 It started shouting. There was footsteps and two of Captain Halfbeard's men came into the room. Where are they? said the pirates. I will get them. The parrot looked around and looked all a bit confused. Sorry, sir. Sorry, sir. Sorry, sir. Sorry, sir. Sorry, sir. It said. And after thoroughly searching, the pirate guards left the room. Five minutes later, Kai and Rowan did the same. Ching, ching, ching. Intruder, 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 shouted the parrot. And they came in again. Once they saw again there was nothing there, they left and they were very annoyed. Kai and Rowan did this all day. They even did it a few times in the night when they were sure that Captain Halfbeard was asleep. He woke to a start and was furious with the parrot when he realised there was no one there. Eventually, Captain Halfbeard lost his temper with the parrot. That is it. It is final. You're going. I will swap you for a crow. I am done with you. You are no good to me anymore, he said. And he stomped out of the room. Now, Rowan knew this was his opportune moment. And he had already in his back pocket some dried fruits that he had bought from the market earlier in the day. When he heard Captain Harfid stomp off and he saw him walk down the plank through the cracks in the side of the boat, he snuck up into Captain Halfbeard's room. And just, just as the parrot was about to shout, Intruder! Intruder! Rowan raised the piece of dried fruit and it caught the parrot's eye. Come on now, he said. If you come with me, I can give you a better home. Captain Halfbid is going to throw you out. But I've got lovely fruit here. Here, parrot. Shh, shh. Here, parrot. Shh, shh. The parrot looked at him. It cocked its head from one side to the other and it opened its beak as though it was going to squeak again, and Rowan reached in the cage and grabbed its beak. Shh, he said. I will be kind to you. Come with me. And as quick as he could, he scurried with the parrot down the hatch into the passageway. We need to keep it fed, said Rowan. We absolutely need to keep it fed. This parrot does not know us or love us yet, and if we stop feeding it, it will start squawking. So Kai ran off to the market and spent all the gold coins he'd earned on deck on dried fruit and some fresh, and then he ran down into the secret passageway. You're going to have to stay here, said Kai, looking after the parrot, but I'm going to go and see if I can get some answers. All day Kai made himself busy, but he wasn't really busy. He was hovering around the areas where Captain Halfbeard and his men were. He was listening out for any clues as to what could have happened 
to the key to the dungeon or the shells around the merpeople's necks. He looked, and not all of Captain Halfbeard's men had shells around their necks, just Niels and Peter and Hans. So why do they need to steal so many? It seemed unnecessary. That evening, when he was in the market, he heard two pirates talking. It was Hans talking to one of the guards of Captain Halfbeard's quarters. Yeah, have a word with him, said Hans, because she has offered that if I give her the old necklaces, then in return she can give me half price on the next set of invisible nets. And we have a hole in two of them already, he said. I know there's no way that he's going to let me go in there and take them out, so I don't want to get on the wrong side of him, okay? I don't even have the tool to open the box. But look, if we can get those shells and give them to Madria, then she will forever be on our side. We need her on our side. She is the only one with the access to the magic things from the mainland. Kai was very careful to look as though he wasn't listening, but he listened more than he'd ever listened before. He shut out all of the bubbling noise from the market and he listened to every word they spoke. The thing is, I don't know why he keeps hold of them, said Hans. They're no use to us anymore. They run out after just, yeah, maybe three weeks. I think, said the guard, the reason he holds on to them is so that them down there in the dungeon can never escape. Yeah, but if Madria has them, then they'll never escape, said Hans. Please, talk to him. I will, said the man. Quick as a flash, Kai ran back to Rowan and the parrot, and he told Rowan everything. I saw Hans, and he was talking to one of the guards, and he said that he wanted to sell or give the shells to to some woman on the mainland, the one who gives them the nets and other magical things from the mainland. And if he does that, she'll give them half price on their next set of nets, because he said that the, the shells that they wear on their neck, they run out after three weeks or so, and I guess that's why they need to keep getting more. But Captain Halfbeard has locked up the shells because he doesn't want someone giving them back to the mer people that are stuck down in the dungeon. So we need to find those shells, and we need to find them soon. <laughs>